where he spoke about the rest assured. It is a season where God has released his word as we always know. In this assembly we have come to the reality to know truly that when God releases a word, he releases it in season. And it is expedient of us to the profiting of the saints that we hold on to whatever God is saying. Like Pastor Yomi was saying or Pastor Steve, I can't recall that sometimes God may release a word, may not be for the immediate but preparing us for what we may have to face in times to come. To some people they may be in the place of a short rest where nothing seems to be bothering you but the word of the Lord have come to let us know that irrespective of what we may be facing that a time will come that we must understand that there is a place called the rest of God where every Christian by the reason of uh, being in this kingdom must understand and must follow. And I must confess with all sincerity that all through my Christian years I've read truly the scriptures according to Hebrews chapter 4 and I've read the word rest over and over again and I must confess I've not understood it ever before than I had now. I've understood the word rest according to Hebrews chapter 4. So much of what happened or what was related to the people of old, the Israelites that walked the, 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 the journey in the, the, in the desert. But God had revealed over time what it really, really means in this present dispensation for us as Christians to hold on to. And I've come to understand and to realize that sometimes what we call the peace of God, the faith in the world, can only come when we come to the realization that there is a place or a reality called the rest of God. Once you enter it, you come to the opening and the understanding that God truly has put us or can lead us into a journey where we experience, like Pastor Yomi taught us on Sunday, the peace that surpasses all understanding. That in itself can only come when you come to the place of God rest. And I hope this evening the Lord will do judgment to what he has laid in my heart to express the heart of God concerning what was preached on Sunday. Which means that we can come to a place of assurance that we are assured that we have truly come to the place of rest. And this is coming on the backdrop of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 when I was studying before this um, this meeting, my heart broke at some point to discover that there is a reality that may truly be in this house. The scripture tells us in Hebrew 4 verse 1 it says, therefore, since there is a promise, a promise remains of entering his what? His rest. Now listen carefully. He says, lest let us fear lest any of us seem to have come short of what of it in other words scripture is telling us that truly there is an experience called the rest of god and he's also letting us know in verse 1 that there is a possibility, let's not just be too casual here, that there is a possibility that this season of God's word, speaking about the rest of God may be released and there is a possibility that some of us may not enter it. He says, let us be careful, let us fear, lest any of us that is in this room will short forth of that coming of or that experience. In other words, scripture is saying, it is possible you have yourself in a class where the lecturer teaches for a month and there will be one person in that room or group of people that still do not understand what the lecturer taught. Is that possible? So the scripture is saying, there is possibility that we may fall in that category. 
And God helping us, the, the saints of God, the, the vessel of God have come over and over to explain to us what the rest of God really means. And I'm happy truly, like I said, I have never understood the concept of rest as I have understood it as at this point. And it has given me assurance over and over again. A quick testimony, some three weeks back we had a project in my office and the project truly has spent over eight months planning for that project, if not more than eight months, over a year planning for that project. So for over eight months, we have been planning minimum of eight months known for us, eight months of planning, uh, trying to get approval to get the project in place. And it so happened that approval was finally given that the project should continue and then it happened that everything that was planned, everything that could go wrong was ticked and was taken care of. But as the event of the day will unfold, the day of the project, just before the project even began, there are what we call preliminary tests or preliminary checks that have to be done before some things were carried out. Just as those were being carried out, everything that could actually go wrong went wrong within 15 minutes. Everything that could go wrong did what went wrong within 15 minutes. If you're careful enough, it happened on a Saturday. What it means is that services that will have been rendered to customers on that day for the period of eight hours were not available because an action of one minute caused a very catastrophic event to happen. And it so happened that the project manager, as we sat down, he was so unrestful, he was so much of his, not so much of himself, and he was very, 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 very at unrest state. And I remember it was a season the word of God was coming that we must enter into the season of rest. And I began to speak with him I said this is the worst thing that can happen to a man as far as this project is concerned. And as far as what you of course have happened, there is every tendency you may lose your job and nobody will blame anyone for doing that. And I told him there is a word that came to me in this season that I entered. And that word says if you have done all that is able, you are able to do that there is a place called the rest of God and I said to him do you believe that you can enter into God's rest by allowing God to take control of every situation he looked at me and he could not phantom I said you are a Catholic I know you may not understand my faith but this is what God is leading me to tell you that you must come to a place that you understand that nothing will go wrong as far this is the worst that have gone wrong but have it at the back of your mind that nothing will happen he looked at me and he just nodded his head and I continued doing what I was doing and the message was plain and he sat down there was listening to the message and he said now I feel better than I was the last 15 minutes and to the glory of the Lord the worst that will have happened to him never happened as a matter of fact people are applauding him for the way the whole situation were carried out I just want to assure you church that when God's word come in a season if you don't tap into it there is possibility you may not tap into it but there is possibility also that you will come to realization that these things that you are not tapping into are releasing testimonies upon testimony. Let somebody in this house just celebrate God for what God is doing and what the Lord has to do. Amen. 
it is my responsibility this evening to just take us a step further that we may understand and sincerely I'm here just to explain it the way I know it. It will be oft, it will have been another way for me to say let me come and continue but it is a continuation but the very way I know it I wish and I hope I can teach it in the very few minutes that we have and I'll try as much as possible to make it practical enough that anyone in this room, no one in this room rather, nor anyone listening will come short of this glory. Verse 2 of this scripture tells us what could go wrong. The Bible says in verse 2, it says, For indeed the gospel was preached to how many? Please help me. How many? To us. To how many of us? To us as well as to who? As well as to them. Now, have you been listening or hearing this message or not? Has it been preached to you? Now, the scripture says, But the word which they heard did not profit them. Now, can somebody help me with why? He says, why? Because the word was not mixed with what? With faith for those who heard it. So you see, there's possibility you may hear it and the word may not profit you. The next verse in verse 3 now tells us what could have happened. He says in verse 3, multimedia, please help me, verse 3 of that scripture. And he says, for we who have believed did what? enter into the rest. Saints of God, there is a believing you must enter or you must have to have that completion of the profiting of this world. He says, for we who believe have entered into rest as he said, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. Although the works was finished, listen here, he says, although the works was finished from the foundation of the earth. Now let me explain something that I got from what Pastor Yomi said. And I really liked it. I will tell you why. As Pastor Yomi was preaching, immediately my mind flashed back to the rest of God which was read in this scripture. He says, for it was finished from the foundation of the earth. I needed to listen. Immediately I went back to Genesis chapter 2 and I began to look at what it meant for the works to be finished. And I discovered that truly God did all the works within six days. And the Bible says on the seventh day he rested. And I was trying to understand the meaning of why God will work for seven days and rest or six days and rest on the seventh day. And I began to look carefully and I could not comprehend. And as I was searching immediately, Pastor Yomi said, look, God did not rest because he was tired. Do you agree with that? He's the all-knowing and the all-doing. He cannot obviously have rested because he was tired. Verse 1 of, of Genesis, the Bible says, and God created the firmament and for everything God did, he put in all that was humanly or godly possible and after he has done that, he looked back and said yes, it is good and he called it the first day. He did the second one, he created the firmament, he created the waters and every day he was in creation and he said he made the herbs and he says the herbs shall be for for, for, for medicine for man and for eating. And at that point, had man started eating the herbs? No, but he has finished his works and he was waiting for the manifestation of the works. What he created had not seen the glory of what he made them for. He made the sea, but no man have swam the sea. He made the mountains, but no man have conquered it. But he made all this because he had put all that God should humanly put. And the Bible says, as he waited for what he spoke to come to, real, to reality. The Bible says he created a day. He says he made the seventh day and the Lord God rested on that day. Listen, the Bible says he blessed the seventh day and he 
called it the Sabbath. You may have done all that is humanly possible, but you may not have allowed yourself to enter the place of rest where the reality of what you have done can come to fusion. God is saying you can do all, but I need you to take you to a place where you get your hands off and allow me to finish it. Rest of God may mean you allowing God to also take over from what you have started and what you are yet expecting. And I pray by the message of God that the Lord himself will reveal his rest for us in the name of Jesus. Now the scripture tells us before I delve in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 4 to 6. I'll explain something I will delve in. The Bible says in this scripture, one of my favorite scripture, he says, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, he said, all of them drank of the spiritual drink, for they drank of the rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Next verse, verse 5, the Bible says, but with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Verse 6, the scripture then tells us, now, whatever happened then, forget about it. He says, for these things were an example to the intent that we should not lose over the evil things that they lost In other words, God said, for everything that happened that they did not enter into the rest, forget about them. This thing happened that you and I will become examples not to follow the order of disobedience, not to follow the order of unbelief. When we get to that point, then we will experience the rest like never before. Someone give God praise for his word that's yet to come in the name of Jesus. Now, I'll paint a very good picture for you just before we delve in very quickly. Now, let me paint the picture. The word of the Lord has come. Now, the reality is, the Bible says it is possible that some of us may not get into this rest, which is what we want to avoid. Now, if God says a thing, the question is, how come we can't go to rest with those words? That God says, I will heal you, but yet we still struggle with it. He says that business will prosper, and yet we still struggle. I'm going to paint a very quick picture, so that if we know where the problem is coming from, then we'll be able to address it and then we'll be rest assured that God will take over everything that we so desire. Can I do that this evening? Now permit me to paint a very very small analogy and I'm going to ask you a question that we will see the possibility where we have failed where we cannot truly enter the rest by the spoken word of God. Now let me paint a very good picture quickly and I'll need the microphone so that we'll make it interactive before we delve in very very quickly. Let me ask a very quick question now. And if, for example, you have, there is something you've been working on that now requires a lot of finance, not so much. So you are putting a lot of money, you've put in a lot of time, you've put in a lot of works, but that thing is not yet manifested. And so you've come to the point where you are fixed. You have sold some of your property just to get this thing done. But you still have some things that are left to be done. And so it comes to a point that there is a deadline. Assuming the deadline is tomorrow by 8 a.m. You have just a million naira left for you to complete all the payments. And what you have worked for for two years, for three years, or for how long will come to fusion. 
So the only thing that is remaining that you raise an amount of money in the sum of a million naira. Everything you have, you have put in. In fact, you have borrowed money from some people, but it has not yielded what you should return. And so you have little or few options left. And so it now happens you are in a service like this and you are still looking for the money for you to complete it. And almost at the end of the service, you meet a stranger in church that you have never met before. And you explain, maybe over the person overheard you trying to, uh, speaking with someone concerning your issue. And you said to the person, all I need is a million naira. And the stranger out of nowhere look at you and say, is that all you need for your testimony to be full? And you tell the person, yes, how much do you need? Just a million. How much please? A million naira. And the stranger tells you, I promise you, by this time, 7.30 a.m. tomorrow, I will transfer a million naira to you. Just give me your account number and I will deliver it to you. Now, let's be sincere. How excited will you feel or how will you feel at that point? Anybody? Anybody? Will you be excited about that? No, so everybody have deserted you or you don't have any help elsewhere. But this stranger comes from nowhere and says, this time, 7.30 a.m. before your 8 a.m. deadline, I will transfer how much? A million naira. Who, who gave you that promise? A stranger. Is it correct? Now, remember, Hebrews said, for less we fail to enter the rest of that promise. So a stranger tells you that. Now, let, 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 let me make it very specific. Sister Olaolua, let, let me use you for example. Let her have the mic and you are going to speak on behalf of everyone. So, will you be excited that the, someone has promised you a millionaire? Will you? Now, will you be expectant of that money the following day? Now, let me ask you, why are you expectant? Can you help her with the microphone? Okay, so you'll be expectant of the money, yes or no? So the person has said a thing and you have believed what the person said. Is that correct? Now, let's take for example, just as you were about to leave, you're about to leave church, then something happened, then let's use Pastor Collins for example. Pastor Collins also heard the same story that you need a million naira, and he said to himself, how come you have not told me you need this amount of money? And then Pastor Collins now tells you this time tomorrow, 7.30 a.m., before your 8 a.m. deadline, he will transfer a million naira to you. Is it the same promise like the stranger? Is it no, the same promise? It's not. No, did they say the same thing? They said. Did they say the same thing? Yes, sir. Now, let me ask you as well. Will you believe Pastor Collins as well? Yes, sir. Why will you believe Pastor Collins? Because I already know him. Because you already know him. Yes, now, let me paint another picture. If there is any chance that one of them will fail concerning what they said, in your heart of hearts, who will you think will fail concerning that promise? The stranger. Now, you believe the stranger the first time he told you he will give you a million naira. Yes, now, you now have options of Pastor Collins that he will give you the same thing, the same word. 7.30 a.m. a million naira. The stranger left. You believe with all your might. Some minutes later, you met Pastor Collins the same word. 7.30 a.m. I will send a million naira. Now you have left the stranger and you have believed Pastor Collins more. Can you tell us the reason why? Because I've been, I've, I know Pastor Collins before now and I believe that he 
actually wants to do it. He knows my need. He had and he wants to actually do it because he already know me. Please celebrate but he her. Said, the stranger does not know me. He might just be saying it out of my mouth or something. Praise the name. Please remain standing. I love that. Please celebrate her for that contribution. Sincerely, she has spoken the sincere heart or the sincere mind of almost everybody in this room. Does anybody have anything contrary to that? Now, the reason why the same word was spoken, is that correct? She said the same thing. The stranger, um, Pastor Collins said one thing. The stranger said the same thing. But she believed one more than the other. Why? Did it have to do with the word that was spoken? Did it have to do with what that was spoken? Now, if this baby that is here, this little child, says the same thing, will you believe that child? No. Was it the same thing? Was it not the same thing that was said? Now, let me ask you a question which can, uh, which can be generalized now. Why did he believe the word? The, now, he left the word, but believed the person. Now, the reason why she said is that she believes Pastor Collins. You have known him for a while. You know that he's a caring person. You know he can go all the way. So it is not actually the word that is believed in. Now the big mistake we do sometimes is that we truly hold on to God's word. But after a time we let the word go. The reason is not that the word is not powerful. It's because we held on to the word but the word is not the word that brings reality. What you were actually supposed to believe is the character of the word that was spoken. The reason why he believed Pastor Collins because he understands his character that he's a loving person and he will do all he can to fulfill that. A stranger you don't know, you don't understand the character of the person, so you cannot vouch in that word. And that is the reason why he believed Pastor Collins more than the stranger. Praise the Lord. Help me celebrate her one more time. Please remain standing. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. This is, if you can understand this, then going into God's rest will become a piece of cake. If you can understand the character of God, then resting in his word will become a what? A very piece of cake. Now, let me paint another picture. Just as you were getting excited that Pastor Collins have promised you a millionaire and you have left believing the stranger to believing Pastor Collins, you were about to leave and then you meet a sister, maybe the choristers, they were saying something and out of excitement, you went to meet them. And then he said, I'm very happy because Pastor Collins have promised me the money that I've been looking for and I have a deadline for it. Now, let me ask you a question. In that conversation, someone you were talking to said, who promised you the money? And you said, Pastor Collins. He said, ah, is it the same Pastor Collins? You said, yes. He said, well, I hope he can do it because last week he promised me 100,000 naira. Until now, he has not fulfilled it. I called him and reminded him he told me he remember but something came up and up until now he has not done it and then whilst you were saying that the sister beside said oh he promised you me he even promised me 50,000 and my child was in the hospital and he said he was coming in fact he was on his way then later we did not see him he said traffic held him and the 50,000 did he give you he said he did not so I saw him in church he said don't worry since your child is out of the hospital there's no need for the 50,000 naira now let me ask you another question what will happen to the belief of the 1 million you were expecting the belief is gone. I will, the, I will trust, I will push my hope to that stranger. Please help me celebrate her one more time. Please remain standing. I'm, I'm just going somewhere. I'm just going somewhere. 
Now, the word that he said, has those words changed? No, sir. Has those words changed? The words have not changed. The only thing you now understood is the character of who said the word. So what you believed earlier was not actually that word. The mind makes you believe is a word. No. It's because you knew him to be a loving person. That perspective has changed. You had a paradigm shift overnight. And the word that was first believed have changed. You don't actually believe the person. Neither do we believe God. Because what we believe is we can understand the character of God. Disbelieving or, or, or is it disbelieving? Help me here. Having disbelief in his word now becomes impossible. Because you understand the character of the person that spoke the word and not actually the word. The more you understand God and his person and his character, everything about his spoken word becomes a living reality. One more time, help me celebrate her for that word. You may be seated. Now the reason I'm painting this, the more you understand God's character, entering his rest becomes simple. One of the key examples that pastor shared, which I always hold on to, was the very story where he left his, his, was it daughter or son? Daughter, and then he forgot. Is he a loving father? Yes or no? Can you attest to the fact that he's a loving father? Help me here. But a loving father as he is, got to the point that he forgot to pick his child. Was that true? He shared the story, not me. Now, what I'm going driving at is, now he forgot to, 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 to pick up the child and he shared the testimony that there is one thing that the child had assurance on. The child was rest assured that if it is his father that I sleep with and wake up with, I have seen this man make me promises and he have gone all the way to make that promise come to fruition. He made me a promise of a motorbike when I was two. He fulfilled that promise. There was a time I was ill. This man said he's coming to the hospital and he came even though he was late, he still came. I know this man so much that for everything he says, he will break the bank just to fulfill what he has done. So because the child knows that he's a loving father that said it. So in one occasion where there seemed to be a delay, the child could not process as far as he's concerned, if it is that same man that said it, I'm not banking on what he said. I am banking on the character in which he said that word. If it is the experience I have, I know truly, I can be rest assured, it may take a while. If it is him, he will come. I don't have a phone to call him. It may be something, it may be business, it may be forgetting, I don't care. But all I know and I care to tell the teachers is that if he said it, he will come. Forget, he will come. It may be ignorant, it may be ignorant as a child, but the scripture tells us that that is how we should live as children. That if it is God that said it and you have tasted of that glory, then you should know of a truth and be rest assured that if he has said it, if he had not failed before, it is impossible for him to fail. One more time, celebrate God for his word and for what God is about to do. The picture I'm painting here that if we can understand God's character, the frailties of men versus the 
character of God, then speaking God's word or living the reality of God's word will soon become a reality more than we believe. And this evening, we're just going to look at five characters of God that will give us more grace, that will give us more belief to be rest assured that irrespective of what God has spoken, irrespective of your situation, your financial status, your health status, that if it's this character of God that I know, I can go to bed and be rest assured that he will do it. The scripture in Philippians 1 verse 6 says, there is a conviction that I have. He said, I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in me will complete it until the day of Christ. There is a confidence where did I have that confidence? It's because I have understood him. That if he said it, I may not be there yet. But if it is God that released that word, I will get there. You will get there in Jesus' name. Number one, let's look at five characters. There are more, but we're going to stay on this five because it's going to cover a whole lot of what we need to know. Number one, the very first one, is the very fact that God is immutable or God cannot change. Write that down. God is immutable and God cannot change. I'm going to paint a picture very quickly. Now, how many of us in this room, let's be sincere here, you have met someone it may be your spouse, it may be your father, your mother, your colleagues, that they have changed over time. They used to be nice before, but for some reason they are not nice anymore. Anybody here? Let me just see. So you've seen people that were caring before, all of a sudden, they don't just send you money again. Have you experienced that? So these people were sincerely and truly very nice people. But over time, something happened. They change. Is that correct? Now let me ask you a same, the same question. Have you seen any parts of yourself that you were before? Over time you have changed in that aspect. You as a person. Is that true? It may be a love to your children. Before now you discover that you make a lot of promises and you fulfill it. Now you have grown. There are so many financial demands. And you seem not to be able to meet them up. Is that correct? So was it your intention to change from good or not to so good? Was it your intention? Now as much as you tried, with the intent of a man, you tried all you could, all you wanted. But for some reason, you couldn't keep up. Not so much so that you were a bad person, but, but the demands of life or the lesson of life have even taught us. Some people have gotten experiences where they were very nice in giving money and all of a sudden they meet someone who they have helped in times past who have come to accuse them of not being a good person and have cursed them to their faces. Is that correct? Now what will happen to that person? Won't he withdraw his hands of love? And now it will affect some people down the chains and then you will hear people say he used to be a nice man. But all of a sudden, even when he's growing in his finances, he's not helping anymore. That is because man in his own state really wants to be a good person. But sometimes man cannot keep up because he is man. So man can change. And that is why someone who used to be nice before can all of a sudden make you promises and he cannot fulfill it. Not sincerely that he doesn't want to, but somehow along the line, he's so... He's, he's so boxed up that he cannot release the hands of favor like he used to do. And so the scripture tells us that woe unto him whose trust is in what is a man. 
But the same man will know that the same men will make promises and we will go to sleep, rest assured that the same man will fulfill it. Is that not possible? We have seen men who have promised us things and will go to sleep. In fact, you can even just go and start partying because a man has promised you and you know the man in time past used to fulfill it. But the scripture have taught us that the character of man is not sustainable that he will maintain that goodness or that kindness. The character of man is not sustainable that he will remain kind all the rest of his life. It will get to a point you will accuse your, your spouse, you accuse your children of not showing you love or kindness. Not so much so that they don't love, but because it's just the natural character of man not to sustain that. In as much as men fail in, that, in those, in those, um, in those duties, a man can fail you and come back and apologize. Sorry, the other day I promised you one million, I couldn't fulfill it. Now I'm, I don't have anything worrying me anymore. I'll promise you again and I'll give you this time. And sometimes you believe them again, don't we? But truly in the character, we've seen men fail once, we've seen men fail twice, we've seen men fail over and over, yet there is something in us that still believes in them. But the scripture tells us in Malachi chapter 3 and in verse 6, if you can believe a man in that character that he can make promises and still fail. There is a God factor that we have to understand this character. The Bible says, Malachi 3 verse 6, the Bible says, for I am the Lord God and I do not what? Please help me. And I do not what? Change. There is a character of me that if I make a promise of love, I cannot change it from loving you. And the Bible says, therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Now let me ask you a question. If you are so sure that God is unchangeable. If he tells you, you will not drown. Is there no reason why you should go and be rest assured that that promise will come to pass? Why? Because you know him so well that if he's the God of the God of hosts, that he's an unchangeable God, that part of him cannot change. If he says, I will love you, that it is final and he will love you. He says, I say a word and it will not return because I honor my word more than my word, my name. And if God is saying in this season, I, there's something in you, there's a part of you that is believing in me. But you are, you are just asking yourself, can God still keep up? I know he did it in the past. I know he did it in the times of old. I hear people share testimony of this thing that God did. But is it still possible that God can do it? Brethren, I come to remind you that we are serving a God that does not change. He's the same yesterday. He's a character of love. He's the same today. And that character is still the same tomorrow. And if he has said a word concerning your situation, I tell you, be rest assured it is what it is settled. Please turn to someone and say, it is settled. Amen. Now the reason is because we've come to remind ourselves of that character of God. That if he says it, I can be rest assured that he will not change. Even though men may change, but this God, in as much as he is God, the capacity within him doesn't allow him to find limitation. So if he says you will have that million naira, he will raise men however it takes. As long as it is God that said it, 
You may be you may be in this room and you hear that word that don't worry, that debt will be settled. If it comes in your heart, even if man make promises and fail, sincerely, if what you are rest assured is in that spoken word that based on this character of immutability, or sorry, immutability, then be rest assured that that same God will bring to fusion whatever he says. And so I announce to you that character of God remains that he is an unchangeable God. And if you have said a thing, don't be shaken. He won't change. He will bring to pass that same word that he has spoken. And so I charge you, be rest assured, we serve an unchangeable God. We serve a God that cannot change. And that part of our life shall be met in the name of Jesus. Someone please celebrate the presence and the word of the Lord this evening. Amen. Number two, if there's anything you'll be rest assured is knowing that secondly, there's a character of God that says that God is an all-knowing God. He's the all-knowing God, the omniscient, and he is the all-knowing. Now, let me give you an example very quickly to discard the, the, the all-knowing of man versus the all-knowing of God. We are rest assured on the all-knowing of man sometimes, but when God speaks a word, we begin to ask ourselves, can this word really come to pass? Now, let me ask quickly, have you ever been in a very discomforting situation, in a very tight corner, whatever situation may be, and then you share your story with someone, and even when it seems that situation cannot you can't get out of that situation. Have you heard men say to you, don't worry, it will be well. Have you heard people say that? Now, as Nigerians, have you gone to anyone and said, look, this my situation is dying. And the person say, ah, the way I'm looking at it, it will die. Have you seen someone say that? Most times we'll get comforting words. And we hear people say, don't worry, this situation will not work, will not die. Do they know the end from the beginning? Do they know the end from the beginning? But they promise you, don't worry, that one million, God will provide it. Have you heard people? We're not talking of Christians, we're talking of ordinary Nigerians. Whether Muslim, whether Christian, or whether any religion. No matter the situation you take to them. Oh, my father is in the hospital. I don't know, he's been there for three weeks now. We don't know what will happen. Every word will be saying was, don't worry, it is what, it is well. Now ask me, do they know the beginning from the end? Now, when they say such word, don't you feel better about it? Don't you feel good? Sometimes you say, uh, some, of, some of them will say, uh, is it that ailment? Oh, my father had it too, some five years ago. We just spend, they will just spend time and then they will come out of it. And when you hear comforting words that, in that manner, don't you feel comforting? You just go and sometimes we are rest assured. And they don't know the beginning yet from the end. Yet we take their word and we are sometimes rest assured. And there are times those words don't come to pass. Maybe the situation you are believing God for really dies and you are wondering, but people promised me, but I believed in God's word. But there is something about the character of God that gives us comfort that when he says a word, especially from this pulpit, that he actually means what he says. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 46 verse 9 and to 10, men may give you comforting words. Even if they don't understand the beginning from the end. The Bible says in verse 9, he says, Isaiah 46 verse 9, he says, Remember the former things of old, 
For I am God and there is no other I am God. And there is none like me. Verse 10. The Bible says, I am not only God of old. It says, I am that God because I am declaring the end from what? The beginning. And it says, and from the ancient times that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasures. Now, who is speaking here? The God that knows the beginning from the word, from the end. The Bible calls him the Alpha and the word, the Omega. So now, assuming that God tells you, don't worry, this situation will end well. How and why does he say so? Because he can see the beginning from the end. So if that God appears to you and say, this situation will not die. And you know truly, that there is this character of him that truly knows the beginning and the end. I ask you a question. Will you be rest assured that that situation will not die? And the reason is that you now know that the person that spoke to you is the one that understands the beginning from the end. This evening, one more time, I come to announce to you that as far as the rest of God is concerned, the God that have given us these promises are not, is not the God that does not know the beginning from the end. He's not the man that says is a thing just to comfort or to lift your spirit. He's a God that truly knows that if he declares it and so shall it be. He's a God that knows the beginning from the end that says it shall be well and so it shall be. He says because I know that beginning from the end. He says my counsel shall what shall stand. So if there's a promise of an uplifting that God have released and it may be taking a while. Please be rest assured on the character of God's word that is the omniscient God that knows the beginning and the end. And that in that rest we shall come and be rest assured that that promise will come to pass. Somebody please celebrate the presence and the word of the Lord this evening. Amen. So men may tell us that it shall be well. But what is God saying concerning that matter? If I know it is God that said it and that God is the one that knows the beginning from the end, yet I will be rest assured. It's like somebody expecting, there is something we are expecting in my office very recently. And some people are so expectant and saying, okay, I wish I am part of this project. I wish I am part of this. And people are really scrambling to be part of it. And for some reason, they are not, they are not sure. And today, someone came, one of the people um, that is in charge of it and in charge of that list came and met a fellow and said, don't worry, your name is there. You could see how excited this person is. Why? Because the person that actually knows the beginning of that thing to the end have spoken it. If it was somebody else that said it, because you don't know how much he knows. You don't know, this person don't work here, so he can obviously not know. But he came and said, don't worry, you have been selected. And all of a sudden, the person was what? Was excited. How much more the God that knows the beginning saying to you, that matter will end well. And the reason we have rest and we are assured is because he's the all-knowing and the all-seeing God. Someone please help me celebrate this God because we are rest assured that we will get to that rest. Amen. Amen. In a short while, I'm going to open the mic. You are going to tell me one character of God that you sincerely hope 
and you hold on to. Maybe that will help you as a person to understand the, the, the rest that we are talking about. Once you understand and walk in it, then there will be building of our character, building of our faith, building of our unbelief. Praise the Lord. Let me just take one more and I'll open the mic that you share with us one part of God that you know so well that give you an assurance that God will do it. It may be, you may be a student here, you are not sure of your grades and you are praying for God for something and God is saying you did all that you could possibly do. You read, yes you did. You made some mistakes, I know. But God is saying, don't be, don't, don't be fretful, I will take care of that situation. And to, to some people, you may be a business person, you've done all you could, but there are mistakes all along the line. But there is this reassurance from God that is saying, irrespective of that, you have done all that man could do. Let me come to that place, I'll take you to a place of rest and I will take control. And God is saying, have this knowledge of who I am. I won't say it if it will not end well. I'm an unchangeable God. I will still do it. And that shall be our portion in the name of Jesus. Genesis 14 verse 9. Let's just look at one more character. The character of God that says that he is, number three, the all-sufficient God. The all-sufficient God. Now, we read, we, we, we gave an analogy where Pastor, Pastor Collins, for an example, made a promise. And you know sometimes when men make promise, at the point of making promise, sometimes, most times, they are sincere. Is that correct? Let's take ourselves in the body of Christ. Someone make a promise sincerely so he wants to give you that money. But at the point of delivering that money, something came up. And the reason why he could not fulfill that promise is not that he did not intend to. But he became limited. He wasn't sufficient enough to make that promise come true. But the scripture is telling us in Genesis 14 verse 19. He says, and he blessed him and said, blessed be the God of Abraham, most high, the possessor of what? The heavens and the possessor of what? Of the earth. If the man that owns everything makes promise, would there be a chance that there will be insufficiency in fulfilling that promise? Would there be? Would there be a chance? So if you know that the man that made that promise is the God that possesses the heavens, is the God that possesses the earth, please answer my question. Won't you be rest assured that whatever you are waiting for will come to pass? Won't you be rest assured? In fact, the scripture tells us 2 Corinthians 3 verse 6, telling us as Christians how we make our confidence and where we place our confidence. He says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything of being from ourselves. Now he says, but our sufficiency is from who? Our sufficiency is from who? Not that I have everything. It's just the very fact that I believe that there is a supplier of all things. The moment I have that understanding of him, then I can go to bank and sleep that if he promised me, even though the economy may not be right. How many of us have felt insufficient because of the reason the economy is going? There are some things you wanted to do, you planned for this year, but you've looked at how the economy, the dollar is going. Can I actually accomplish this? We've heard testimonies where people were not able to fulfill some things based on what they had. But somehow God came through. Why? Because it is not as much that we think of ourselves to be sufficient of anything. There are school fees I need to pay. I don't have it yet, but I don't depend on myself on that sufficiency. 
There are things I want to do. I know by the reason of what I have done, I should be able to do it. But this time of life, I've seen that things have changed, not based on what I calculated, but things have changed. Should I continue to hope? If God is saying continue to hope, irrespective of what things look like, the Bible says he is the all-sufficient God. So if Pastor Conning says he will give you one million naira, and God comes and says he will give you the same one million naira, whose promise will you hold on to? Why would you hold on to God? Because when he needs that one million, there will be no room to say the money is not available because he is the all-sufficient God. And so I charge you one more time, let's be rest assured because the all-sufficient God will come true for whatever you are believing in God or believing him for in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone just celebrate God for his word one more time this evening. God be praised. Before I take the remaining two, let me open the mic. If there's anyone you want to share one part of God that you know. And please note that sometimes it may not be what you know by experience. Sometimes you can know all of God by what somebody shares. It may be a testimony to some people. It may be some part of you in life that you can use to encourage someone. Ten years ago, I was where you were. I had nothing. But here I am. I am able to stand. I have a home. I have a wife. I have everything. If you continue to believe on that God, he will come through for you. By that testimony, you are able to, to, to encourage another person. It takes the knowing of God to know that he will come through for you. There are some people that don't know so much of God as far as healing is concerned. And that is why when you are having problems um, 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 health-wise, you don't have much experience. And that is why when we come to church, there is encouragement by the reason of testimonies or by association. And as you begin to know the more of God, and you begin to say, I won't give up on this. If God did it for Mr. A, I'll key into that testimony. If this is what God can do, I hold on back to the word that I left. And because of that, I know he's an all-sufficient God, and that will shall be my portion of increase and of the promise fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Please help me celebrate her just before she says anything. Let's share and listen to her. And I sincerely always appreciate this lady and the family, the consistency of coming truly is worthy of emulation and worthy of encouragement. Please, one more time, help me encourage and celebrate her. God Praise bless the you. Lord. Hallelujah. God is a God of integrity. And you can see that in Numbers 23, verse 22, where he said, God is not a man that he should lie, and that is not a man that he repeats. Because everything he says, he will do. He cannot promise something and change his mind the next minute. God of integrity. Please help me celebrate her very quickly. Amen. Now she says something that God is a God. There is a character of God called integrity. Do you know that character of God? Now let me ask you sincerely. Have you promised someone something and it comes to ask you. And you truly just have to find a way. Just you know. You are not lying but you just find a way just to say the otherwise. As it happens sometimes. Just because you couldn't fulfill that part. But the Bible says. What's the scripture you, you gave us ma? Sorry? Numbers 23. Multimedia please help us. Numbers 23 verse what? From verse 22. He says, God is not a mort, a man. That he should what? He should lie. Help us look for that scripture. Now, the scripture is comparing two characters here. Please listen carefully. He says, there is a part of man that makes promises. And at the end of the day, he will turn it around and lie. He says, if it is man that you still believe on, he is not like that man. 
There is a part of him, the character of him that he cannot change from what he says. He says, a God is God is not man that he should lie or the son of man that he should what? He should repent. We have seen people that said, I will do something. And then you meet them and say, no, I did not promise that. Haven't you seen that? They turn back from what they said. If God is saying, look, I am not man. Man can do that. I'm not telling you to hope on man. You cannot be rest assured on man. But there's a part of me that I cannot take back what I said. The scripture went ahead and said, Has he said a thing and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make good of it? He says, The words that I speak, I will say it and they shall not return to me what void. There is an integrity of me. There is a character of me that has integrity. You know sincerely so that there are some people that they can lie today and they, they can lie to your face and they don't feel ashamed about it. Have you seen such people? No shame, no nothing. They will lie and, say they, and they will say lie to your face and no shame. But there are people who have character that if you say you lied, they feel so embarrassed that you even said that they lied. Have you seen people like that? Because they have a character to, to preserve or to uphold whatever they say. And the Bible is saying there is a character of God that says that whatever he says, he will bring it to pass. So you may take a little waiting, but God is saying, be rest assured. There is a part of me that will say it and that part of me that will bring it to pass. Please, one more time, help me celebrate our mama here for that contribution. God bless you so much. Any other person, as we will just make this interactive, just before, as we begin to bring this to a close. Any character of God that you know, that you can be rest assured of, that if he says it, or whatever he says, that promise of him will come to pass. Do we have anybody to contribute again? Yes, let's, let's have our sister there. Please help me celebrate her just before she says anything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, uh, God says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. God is a God that healeth. I remember on Sunday when I got home, I, I met one of my sister-in-laws. They called her concerning somebody in the hospital. And I've had experience of such of my child in the hospital. And I told her, see, if you still trust in this God, if you believe that God will heal him, no matter what happens, he will come out of that hospital. No matter what the doctor says, forget it. Just trust in God. Is, is it God you will believe on, man? God is a God I let. And I called it our attention to Exodus 15 and verse 26. Exodus 15, multimedia help us. Being rest assured on God's word. Exodus 15, verse 26. Verse 26. Exodus 15 and verse 26. And he says that all. Oh, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I'll put none of these diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. So Amen. I trust God to, to bring to pass all his words. He's the God that healeth. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate her one more time. In essence, what she's saying, she has an experience of God that reveals the character of God that God will always come through in the aspect of healing. And for some reason, she now meets someone who doesn't have so much faith to go to rest concerning that matter. Like I said, sometimes you may have had an experience that God can come through for you financially, but you are not confident enough that he can come through you, come through for you by the reason of health. 
And so, by that experience, she was able to encourage the sister or this fellow that I have this experience with God. It's a character of him that I know that is a healing God. Doctors may say otherwise, but if you keep your faith on what he has said, it may only take a while. The healing process at some point takes a while. The night time may take a while, but one thing is sure, that if it's a God that says that I am the God that healeth, that character of him, if you believe it, he's saying I will release it to you based not on what you heard, but that believing of me of what I said. And did it come through for that fellow? Yes, it is. And the rest assured, be rest assured that if God says it, if you can find someone that encourages you truly and sincerely, your faith will be lifted to go to rest concerning what God has said or what God was saying. And sometimes we have here in this room or people hearing us, whoever, that you have left some promises. Not because God did not say it, but you have waited and you don't believe it anymore. It seems God cannot come through. But there is a character of God you must understand and find. Sometimes you look for it in scripture by place of study God may reveal. The more you begin to understand that part, those words will begin to creep in again. Only what the Holy Spirit is saying, I am only revealing myself. It's like saying, it's like you saying, Pastor Collins promised you money. And then you heard somebody say, oh, he promised me 100,000, he did not give me. You were saying something, you won't believe him again. Is that true? But... The moment you are still waiting for that money and that money did not come and you leave church and then you meet someone else and the person said oh, what? The, and you see the person being happy and ask what happened he said Pastor Connors promised me 2 million uh, last week, he said he will pay it before the end of the month and he has just paid it now will that change your perspective about him? Did you not drop that promise earlier on? So the moment you begin to hear good news by God's word, the moment you begin to hear good word by God's messages, by God's song, something begins to creep in, you begin to pick those promises again and say, if God can do it for this one, I also believe in that character of that word that he will come true. If he's an all-healing God, he will also come true for me. Someone in this place, you need to be rest assured that that healing you are believing him for, God will come through and so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Please help me celebrate God for his word. Amen. Let's just take the last two as we bring this to a close. You want to say something? God bless you, Pastor and um, Brother Awesome. We'll take Brother Awesome. But before Brother Awesome comes, let me just reveal this one, one at a time. Let's just understand Romans 8 verse 35 that God is an all-loving God. There is a character of him that says, I will love you to the end of time. He says, what shall separate us from the love of God? He says, shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, or peril, or the sword. The next verse says, that in all these things, verse 36, he says, for it is written, for our sake we are killed all day long and we are counted as sheep without slaughter. Verse 36 there is a part that says yet in all these things we are more than what? Conquerors. Through him that did what? That loved us. If you understand the love of a father to a child sincerely you will understand that sometimes the pain you feel that you are asking yourself does God truly love me? You will understand truly that pains can be taken away if only you can understand the aspects of God's love.
Now, very quickly, let me just share this to, un, to, to unravel how much God can love and that love can bring a healing process very quickly. My younger daughter wasn't feeling well some, some, from Sunday and all the rest. And so she, was, she had an increase in temperature. And all of a sudden, we decided, we, we, dis- we took her to the hospital and they diagnosed and they said she had infection and that was, uh, drugs were given to her. And within the space of two days, what actually happened was, all what we asked her, what do you want? Anything she mentioned, you know, these kids don't really know how to ask for much. It falls within your power to buy it. You ask a child, name anything and I will do it. And she says she wants sweet. Sweet it is, you will get. Praise the Lord. And sometimes you give what is more than sweet. But the, the process of showing love just brought a healing process that was faster than we expected. We thought it would take a while, but the aspect of love, it got to a point where we said, what do you want? At some point she said she wants to sleep in her bed all night. He said, if it is her bed, so be it. The, the older one was looking for her and said, she can't find her. He said, don't disturb her, she's sleeping. He said, it's time to go. Once we move her, he said, tonight she wants it and that is what it will be. If you understand how much God loves you, even in that peril, there is an uplifting that it brings. The things you did not want to fight for, when somebody shows you love, you come alive again to go for whatever it is. The Bible says, irrespective of what we may be going through, it may be perils, whatever. There is one thing we know and will bank on that there is a God that loves us irrespective. It may look as if he doesn't love for now but at the end we will come true to the knowledge of what he was doing that it was all for love and love alone. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's take brother awesome as we bring this to a close. Praise God. Um, God is faithful. God is faithful. Um, Hebrew 1023. Multimedia, please help us. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Um, also, I could remember in, uh, in 1997 where I was in a service and someone, a pastor that came around, just spoke a word and said, This will happen, this will happen, this will happen. The prayers of I and my mom. And um, 2008, as he said it, it happened. As he said it, I have even forgotten about the word, but I held on to the word though, that this is what you said through this man of God. And God was so faithful to bring that word to pass. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate, brother. Awesome. Now, the reason why I'm excited is that for every, for every contribution, you are hearing testimony attached to it. And I thank brother Awesome because my last step, my last, my last point is the character of God is God's faithfulness. You need to understand that it's very important. The Bible says, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without what? Without wavering for he has, for he who promises what is faithful. I remember many years ago, there was one time the senior pastor, I don't know, you may not remember, but I think you traveled, I can't recall the whole scenario, but you came with the monster seeds to church. I don't know if you remember. It was the first time I saw a monster seed in my life. It was so tiny, I had it in my wallet for a very long time. And the word of the Lord came that point. And sincerely, there was something I was waiting for God for. And I was waiting for it all my life. I had prayed for it and I was praying, God, how will this thing come through? And truly, there was no sign that that thing I was waiting for. I had conviction in my heart that it will come through. But how, I did not know. Sometimes we worry so much about the how. 
Of all I knew, I had done all humanly possible, but how it will come true, I did not know. The Bible says on the seventh day, God entered a rest. Sometimes you may walk yourself out and forget to walk yourself to understand, to see the aspects of God and the character of God. And sometimes God may purposely take you to the place, just rest and let me do the rest. And I waited on those words and pastor said, as small as this monster seed, this monster seed, as small as the Bible... I think Bible says, if you have faith like the mustard seed. Sincerely, I can't even remember the word that was professed that day. But he shed mustard seed to everyone that was in church that day. I can't even remember whether it was a Wednesday or a Sunday service. And I have left what I believe God for. And as I held on to that mustard seed, I said, God, for this thing that you have promised, I have waited. Sincerely, I waited. I said, this mustard seed is you telling me that that thing I left, that you are still faithful to bring it to pass. God has spoken the word and I, I was rest assured and then I wasn't rest assured again and I left it. And God said, and in that service, God said, this mustard seed shall be a sign that God shall bring to pass what he said. I heard that mustard seed, one month came, two months came. But each time I removed my wallet and I saw it wrapped, you would think it's something big in that envelope. It was small monster seed. So every time I see that wallet, my mind tells me this thing will come to pass. There must be something you know about God. It may be that character that you hold on to. Those words, I have left it. If it was those words, I would have left it. But as God revealed that he would do it, I said, God, if you have brought this word for me, it was in my wallet for a long time. And sincerely speaking, how that miracle came. I was not qualified for that miracle. But if God said what he was said, he was is a faithful God. That character of him, I held on to. The moment I received that mustard seed, the rest that I received, I went to a place of rest. Pastor Yomi was saying, when you enter that rest, there is the peace that surpasses all understanding. Your fretfulness, your restlessness will just disappear. You will come to the point where you are restful that if God says it, there is a, there's a revamping of his word and you hold on to that faithfulness. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 13 says, multimedia help us, and as the story went, by the reason of that monster said, that one thing that I hoped for, there was a hope alive again and the miracle and the faith and the promises of God that I have left because I came to a place of rest came to manifestation. If you come to remind yourself of that character of God that is a faithful God, please I come to announce to you that you will enter the rest and the faith and the peace of God that truly surpasses all understanding. The Bible says verse 13 please, 2 Timothy 2 verse 13 rather verse 13, talking about the faithfulness of God, verse 13 says, if we ourselves are faithless he expects you to have faith but he knows that you can have less of that faith and I bless God the man of God there was one time he talked about when you have lost all faith where hope can come in I've never heard it that way you know we struggle too much let us be pumping this faith but there are times where you are faithless the only thing you have holding on to is the hope of God the Bible says even if we are faithless there is a character of him that is not moved by your unfaithfulness the Bible says he remains what faithful and he cannot do what denies he, he there are times where situation wants him to but he cannot because that is his character as we wrap up psalm 105 verse 5 the new living translation gives us a word of comfort and psalm says for the lord is good 
His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Was he faithful to your fathers and your grandfathers? If he was faithful, he's still faithful to your father. He will be faithful to you and for every generation after you. Saints of God, glorify God for his word this evening. That is God's word for us this evening. So if we come to the understanding of this character, sincerely we will come to a place of rest. That truly if God is an unchangeable God, let me go to a place, I will be rest assured he will take care of my situation. That truly if he's an all-knowing God, if he says it, it means he has seen the end. I will be rest assured that the promises will come to pass. Truly, if he's an all-sufficient God, which means he's not limited by the resources, I will be rest assured that whatever he says will come to pass. Truly, if he's a God that is unchangeable in his love, and if he's a God that is truly faithful, we will come to a place of rest, which will be our final destination. And I declare and join faith with you that whatever we believe in God for, God will truly take us to the place of rest in the mighty name of Jesus. Saints of God, celebrate God for his word. If you've been blessed this evening, please celebrate God for his word. The name of the Lord be praised. Why don't you bow our heads, we'll pray in Jesus' name. And Father Lord in heaven, we thank you for your word that has come. We thank you for the confidence of your word that have come to remind us that lest there be anyone who comes short of entering into that rest. You've come to remind us of your character that strengthens us to be rest assured that you are an all-knowing and all-doing God. We come to this character and we'll come again to pick up your word knowing that it will come through to us based on every spoken word that you have promised. We are rest assured more than before that you will do that which you have promised us. We thank you for your word this evening. We say your name be glorified in Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Saints of God, give God praise if you truly be blessed with his word. The name of the Lord be praised in Jesus name. Amen. 